you are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Do you have your notebook, Liz? Bless you. Thank you. Oh, are we on? <laughs> we are on. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 8, The Earth Girls Are Easy. Original air date, December 21st, 2006, written by Mark Fish and directed by Norman Buckley. As the new year approaches, the core four head to Vegas, but with a secret in hand. Meanwhile, Julie's accounting is questioned with unwanted scrutiny. Yeah. Did you I remember did not, any of this? No, not one shred of this episode. The pregnancy thing, I mean, it's so typical, right? Like, that happens all the time in shows, but I did not remember this at all. And it's about time they did something like this, right? Yeah. Like you said, it always happens totally. in teenage shows. Yeah. Also, guys, since we're always transparent with you, my good friend Kyle, who I live with, decided to power wash the house today. Yes. Yeah, so. And so it's really loud. So now Liz and I are crammed in my bedroom recording and it's so hot. Sweating. We are sweating and Liz and I run cold. Yes. So if we're hot, oh my goodness, you guys would be dead. That's what we always say. If you are hot, if we're hot, you guys are dead because there's just no way. And we have the giggles. We were trying to record an ad before, and we just could not get our words out. Yeah, I think we're going to post it on Patreon. I think so, too. Because it would be really... F- we were just... We couldn't get our shit together <laughs> at all. The behind the scenes <laughs> of recording. Okay, I have sweat droplets coming down my forehead. Behind the knee? Behind the knee. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, so the power wash is happening at the front of the house, and is going to make their way around so then we're gonna have to shift so (laughs) here we go anyway okay so scoop of the week before we get into the episode as you guys know our friend and patron michael he picks an ice cream flavor every week to pair with the episode and this week he paired it with bubble gum he says he picked this because the color of the aliens makeup sort of reminded him of the color of bubble gum ice cream okay also, the pieces of bubblegum inside are like a little surprise in the ice cream, which symbolizes the two surprises in this episode. The first surprise is that Summer might be pregnant, which ends up being not true. The second is this mysterious guy we meet in the beginning of the episode who ends up being Ryan's father. Yeah. Finally, bubblegum is a kitty flavor, which goes with the potential pregnancy as well. Very cute, Mike. As always, Mike. I don't think I've ever had bubblegum flavored ice cream i think with i bubble have gum in it no not with pieces but i've had the flavor it for sure it sounds amazing i love bubble gum i do too yeah mm. uh also mike i just want to say that you had lots of praise over your scoop of the week video last week so thank you so much for that track we loved it so sweet the listeners loved it good job all right you ready Liz? i'm ready <laughs> I'm very allergic in, <laughs> in the bedroom. Oh, no. She's allergic in the bedroom. Sorry, I'm allergic to cats. And I haven't been allergic to Michelle's cats in like Shit, 10 years. Dying. 
And when we podcast, it's usually fine. And it's always so funny because we would go from the couch and then we go into the in the other room. And for some reason, it was like once Ingrid and I went in the other room, our allergies would just I know flare <laughs> and up. And now in here, I don't know why. Crap. Well, it's fine. Okay. And we're both wearing black today, which just makes me feel hotter. Yeah. Way vey. Here we go. Episode opens out. We have Ryan and Seth are at a rest stop. And Ryan questions Seth why the girls are acting so weird. Meanwhile, Summer and Taylor are in a bathroom counting down the seconds to find out the result of a pregnancy test. We then rewind to seven hours earlier. (laughs) Which I'm like, ooh, we're doing this again. Yeah, we did this beginning of the season, right? Yeah. So, seven hours earlier, we have Ryan is visiting Seth and... Seth is questioning how things are getting really serious with Taylor. Simultaneously, Taylor and Summer are down below shopping, and they're talking about New Year's Eve and plans. Ryan plans something for them, and Taylor brought a gift, which happens to be lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. I see what Jess is saying Mm -hmm. from last week to this week. Yeah. How last week he's like, I don't even know if you're going to be my girlfriend. Not that he's calling her his girlfriend, but planning a trip away and lingerie i mean granted they haven't done the sex yet they haven't so this is like their plan to do that but it feels really like oh okay we're into that now i know and we had a lot of people write into us oh good i'm glad about that part because it's only been a week right because between christmas eve or christmas Christmas eve and new year's it's been a week right so that's really it seems soon. Yeah. Anyway, so the two pairs continue to compare New Year's Eve plans while Seth doesn't think that this is going to be a problem. Summer actually wants exciting plans. So Ryan comes down to meet Taylor. By the way, in case you're confused, Ryan is visiting Seth at work. The girls are down below shopping. So this is mm-hmm. the setting that it's taken place. Anyway, so Ryan comes down to meet Taylor and she gives him the lingerie, which he's really excited for, which, of course, he of would course. be. And he's like, oh, it's for me to wear. Yeah. Like, joking. Very cute. Very cute. Summer goes up to see Seth, and she's sick of babysitting him, and she's pissed that he didn't make any plans. This is so typical. I feel, and you can totally disagree with sure. me. Sure. Their relationship is very boring. In a way. They, for the audience, you don't see them make plans to go to dinner. You don't see them, like, even taking a walk on the beach. You don't see them on the boardwalk. They're always sitting watching TV. And don't get me wrong. I am a complete, like, example of a relationship that we do that a lot. And it's mostly me. Because I'm like, oh, let's, let's just sit down, relax, watch TV. I feel like they never do anything. And so I'm like, okay, of course Seth didn't plan anything because you guys don't do that. Like, in my opinion, I feel like that's not the norm. So, of course, he didn't plan anything. Right. And I also feel that Summer has been away at college. She's back. She got kicked out. They finally are finding their way. So maybe some downtime together would be nice. Right. It would be okay. I also feel that the way Seth was in this episode, I felt like we took a step back. Because he has been so mature and he's been there for Summer and he's been there for Ryan. And all of a sudden I felt we got season one vibes of Seth back in this episode with certain things. And I don't know, usually the quirkiness I love. But in this episode, he redeems himself as we go on. Right. But part of it, 
I'm like, I'm not blaming you. Like you said, you guys don't do anything. Why would Summer think? Plus, Summer, she goes away to college and she comes back this new person who thinks about different things and she has new, you know, her expectations, I don't know, would think maybe they're a little bit different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So Taylor heads home to pack for her getaway. She finds a pregnancy test. Oh, she's she had a pregnancy test. I thought or I thought it was period. Yeah. that's not a pregnancy her test. Pads or tampons or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so and then you see her like counting right. in her head and the yeah. calendar. Meanwhile, at the Cohen, Sandy is on sandwich making duty for Ryan's road trip, which is really cute. Like the dad making sandwiches. For yeah, <laughs> and Seth comes in and. They, he's, they're talking about how the Coens are great at making sandwiches, but they are not great at making romantic plans. No. Yeah, I feel like with Kirsten and Sandy, mostly Kirsten's like, we should do this, we should do that, and Sandy just goes along with it, which is fine. And it's very rare if he surprises her with something. We yeah. do see it, though. It does happen. We do. I feel like more so than seven summer. Well, sure. I mean, by yeah. then, of all those years of marriage, right. you know what's coming. Right. And you got to prep for it. But he gives Seth some advice and say, hey, listen, if you do anything, just do it from the heart. You got this. And this pep talk turns into Seth getting a light bulb idea of like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to crash Ryan's plans. (laughs) This is what I have to do. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So while Taylor is waiting to be picked up, she confronts Summer and tells her that she thinks she might be pregnant, which is hysterical. Which is funny because as the audience, you immediately think it's Taylor who's yeah. pregnant. She's like, no, Summer, you're pregnant <laughs> or could be. Right. And she's pretty much kept track of Summer's period since the last time she visited her in Brown. This is when <laughs> you should have had it. Clearly, you're late. Like, what's the deal here? And Taylor presents her with a pregnancy test and wants her to take it before she leaves. But at this point, Seth comes in and he tells her that the big surprise is we're all going away, the four of us, to Vegas. And Summer wants to avoid this situation. And she clearly doesn't want to take the test. And she's like, hey, Seth, just help me pack. And Taylor's like, fine. Taylor decides, bless you. Thank you. She's dying. I don't know what to do. (laughs) It's fine. But Taylor decides that she's going to pack the test and they'll deal with it in the car. So the four of them hit the road and it's super awkward. Ugh. Right? Yeah. It's It was a funny scene, though. No, the it drive. was. Yeah. And what was really sweet is I liked when Taylor and Summer like held hands at the end, which we'll discuss. Right. So Seth, he apologizes to Ryan and he promises he's going to get him the best room that Sandy Cohen's money can buy. Taylor, she's carrying the pregnancy test in a brown paper bag and is suggesting they stop soon so they can try out their new toothpaste. (laughs) Seth then says that he forgot his toothbrush and he'll have to use his finger, which automatically sets Summer off. And she's like, I can't have a child because he's a child. He can't even remember to pack a toothbrush. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, listen, it happens. It does happen. She's just on edge. Yep. Anyway, so then Seth grabs the bag and they're fighting and he looks inside and he sees what it is. And Taylor's like, it's mine. Yeah. He's like, oh. And yeah. And at this point, Ryan is just observing what's happening and remains totally confused by all of this. So this is where we circle back to the beginning of the episode. They stop at the rest stop to get gas. The girls rush in to take the test. Ryan questions Seth about what's going on. And Seth asks him if he's sure that him and Taylor haven't slept together. Right, because now it's, uh, there's a situation here. Yeah. 
Taylor is potentially pregnant and this is supposed to be your first night together, then there's someone in between <laughs> you guys. Someone's not saying something. Right. Which it could have been Henri Michelle. It could have right? been. Sure. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the background, a red convertible pulls out and a woman dressed as an alien gets out and heads into the bathroom. <laughs> so the girls are in the stall and Summer, she's fighting it. She doesn't want to do it. Taylor is making her. And she finally pees and they're counting down the seconds. And they then can't handle waiting for the results so they put the test in taylor's purse which is on the floor of the stall gross you never put your bag on the floor gross (laughs) yeah especially now (laughs) i know oh my god i know and as this is all happening the alien girl reaches underneath the stall steals the purse and runs out on the bathroom stall it said beware of the ufo Mm -hmm. this is such roswell vibes (laughs) yeah i knew you would like this well that part of the episode because they have this thing called crash con on roswell new mexico and everyone dresses up like aliens i was like oh this is like it could just totally fit because they're like out in the desert like they could be in new mexico yeah it was funny i like it yeah, so the girls notice that the bag is gone. They run out and they tell the boys to follow the girl. The alien stole her purse. That's so as they, yeah, so as they're following the aliens, the boys are questioning why she needs the purse so bad. And Taylor says that it's because there's pills in there, and these are the only pills that she can take at a certain time. She can't stop at a drugstore to get them. And Ryan continues to be confused. Right. No one's filling him in. Right. So they arrive to where the alien stops, and it's this whole as you mentioned it's like an area 51 inspired alien rave really cool they decide to split up and try to find the alien and the purse so ryan tells taylor that he knows what's going on he just wishes she told him right if there was someone else or someone before me right okay but why didn't you say anything right and she's like you know what what do you think i'm a slut and it spiraled so quickly and i actually felt bad for ryan in this situation because Ryan a man a few words. I didn't really know how to approach it. I know. So Seth doesn't understand why they need the bag so bad. And Summer then says there's a pregnancy test in there. And Seth tries to high five her because thank God it's not them. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. insensitive. And Summer's like, oh, Cohen. She reacts. <laughs> she's so upset. And it clicks in Seth's mind like, like oh, oh shit. shit. It is hers. Yeah. So as Summer runs off, Seth bumps into a fan of the Atomic County. He's dressed as Kid Chino and wants a picture with him. This is ironic. Bizarre. Bizarro world that Seth Cohen from Atomic County would be at this bar club. And this one kid would be dressed like Kid Chino. What are the chances? And recognizes him from Comic-Con. Crazy. It's like foggy in there and dark. There's so much happening. He's like, oh, like like Seth is... Just a, I don't know. I I would pass him. Do you right. know what I mean? Like yeah. you wouldn't think twice. I think if I saw Adam Brody, I'd probably just pass him because he's a normal looking dude. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So Ryan finds Taylor dancing. She's drinking, uh, and she's grinding <laughs> up on another guy. And he says he just wants to know why his girlfriend. So here's the term. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, is okay. taking a pregnancy test. And as they bump into Seth and Summer, the girls run off and take the car. So Summer is grateful for Taylor's friendship at this point, And Summer is reflecting on her life because she's like, how did I get here? How did this happen? Right. I was in such a good school and now I'm kicked out. And now I don't even know if I'm going to be pregnant. How did this all happen? And Taylor says that a new year is a fresh start. We all get one. 
And then they decide that it was pretty mean to ditch the boys and we should go turn around. Right. So at this point, while this is happening, the boys end up following the alien chick into a room where she's about to hook up with a guy, this weird other alien dude. And she's making him, they're like saying each other's names and spelling it out. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And as they sneak in, their cell phone goes off because Taylor's calling to say like, hey, we'll be back. And they end up grabbing the bag. They run out. The alien chick races after them and they run into Kid Chino, who's there with a van, Mm -hmm. able to give Seth and Ryan a ride. So Taylor called her a slutty alien. Yeah. So I'm like, you did it to yourself. If maybe if you didn't say she was a slutty alien, she wouldn't have took the purse. I mean, maybe she would. But that's right. You did it to yourself. I know. I was wondering that. I was like, did you tick her off or was she going to steal it anyway? Anyway. So Ryan and Seth, they have a talk on the way home while they're in the van and how he just wants to be there for summer. And it doesn't even matter what the test says. No matter what, he wants to be with her. And Ryan kind of like got him to that conclusion. Like, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Do you love her? Do you see a future with her? And Seth's like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, then you have your answer. He's like the Buddha. Well, then, then you know. <laughs> oh, calm okay, and collected. Ryan. Calm and collected right? in this moment. Even though it could have been his girlfriend's pregnancy test five minutes ago. But yeah. Which he, which <laughs> I feel like I'm, su- I'm not surprised they didn't do it because they did it with the Teresa thing. So I was like, oh, they're not going to do that to him again. And we're not going to do that to Taylor, too. Right. I don't think we would do that. We could have added more to her plate. But then again, we don't have an, a storyline for Summer and Seth. Right. Which they're boring right now. Right. So here we go. So the boys get home. Seth visits Summer and tells her how he feels. And he then proposes to her all before they look at the pregnancy test. With an, a ring he like took from one of the dudes in the in the truck. It was an eye, eye ring. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, it doesn't matter what those results say. I want to be with you no matter what. So she says yes, reluctantly. They then, like, they hug. Yeah. And then she's like, should we look at the test? And he's like, yeah. So they look, and it's negative, and they both feel really awkward, and then they hug again, because, like, yay, good news? That's like, do we hug again? Yeah. Right, sure. Right, because it, it is good news, but now it's like, well, technically, if you really think about it, you guys are engaged. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so, it. They're like, oh, shit, we don't really want to do We don't do really need this. to do it now, Ooh. but now it's awkward. Right. So Ryan walks into Taylor's room. He apologizes to her, and he doesn't think she's a whore, and she says, I'm not one unless you want me to be. Girl. Girl. And she's wearing lingerie and she opens the covers and he gets in bed with her and it's really cute. But they're not doing it. They're just no, doing no, no. other stuff. Yeah. And he also <laughs> says that he, it doesn't bother him about the pregnancy test that she didn't tell him. Like that was the problem. Right. Which I'm like, wow, Ryan, that's admirable, I think. It's pretty, it's pretty mature. Like, he's not questioning her if she slept with someone. He's like, why didn't you just tell me why you were taking a test? That's what he was more concerned right. about. I was like, okay, Brian. good. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, so meanwhile, over at New Match, Julie is stressed the fuck out because she doesn't know what she's going to do and how she's going to keep hiding Well, when the you cash get involved flow. with Spencer in this Ring. business. I know. She has a couple of meetings with Spencer to discuss. One of them, they're on the phone, and he's going through his book. He's in a public place. And in the background, mm-hmm. we notice a man watching him. Yes. Yes. And then when Julie meets him in person, we find out that he lost his book of clients. 
And Julie wants to shut this down as soon as possible because there's no way we can keep doing this. You lost the book. Everything is in the book. And so then they agree that they're going to shut it down after New Year's Eve because they can each make $40,000. Pretty good. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean. That's insane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a large it's, amount of money. It's, pretty, it's a pretty nice penny. So the bullet continues to court Julie and tries to convince her to come to his New Year's Eve party. He notes all the receipts of pizza on her desk and questions it because a lot of the clients are enjoying these role plays and then she's paying for pizza because pizza actually has to be involved in this. Right. <laughs> so funny, it but weird. Funny. He then meets with the man we noticed in the background while Spencer was on the phone and it turns out that man is Frank. What are the chances? Right? And Frank needs a job. He tells him about his girlfriend, Julie, and asks about the dating service. Because he has the book and the pictures, which the bullet doesn't know about. So right. Frank has the book, has pictures, knows about the dating service, knows that there's information mm -hmm. about Julie. The bullet and Caitlin go shopping for a dress for Julie for Very New cute. Year's Eve. And then he convinces Caitlin that she should come to the New Year's Eve party. He can teach her how to two-step. And he can introduce her to the two Saudi princes. <laughs> and she's upset because she misses her dad. And she won't be able to talk to him because he's on a boat and he will be out of service. Like, fucking Jimmy. Of course, Jimmy. Like, That's you can't so call. typical Jimmy. And you know what pissed me off about this? He calls New Match to tell Kirsten that he won't be able to call Caitlin. He called. Oh, he called New Kirsten? Match. And Kirsten picked up. So, like, instead of that phone call, why don't you just call Caitlin? Right. You could have done that instead. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Meanwhile, Julie heads into work, and she sees Frank going through the books, and she's totally taken aback, and it turns out the bullet hired him. So now Julie has no excuse to not come to the party and to not have some free time for the bullet. Mm -hmm. So at the party, we see all the new match clients, but with much younger guys. Kirsten is really confused. Julie is confused over Frank. And Bullet introduces Caitlin to the two princes who turn out to be pretty boring. Yeah. I mean, at this point, though, Julie and the Bullet, they haven't even kissed. No. But that that's his girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend, Julie. Well, because he just <laughs> keeps courting her. Yeah. In his mind, it's like, ooh, this right. is the fun. I'm going to catch her, you know? So Frank introduces himself to Kirsten and tells her and Julie that their books look great. And everything adds up, and Kirsten's still confused. Julie feels so relieved, only until Frank approaches her in private and tells her that it would be best in her interest if she met him, and he gives her his room key. Yeah, she says to Kirsten, Man, Kiki, have you ever just felt so invincible? What? Girl! <laughs> You're playing with fire, honey. Yeah. You're not invincible in the least. So Caitlin ends up seeing all of this, and she's so upset. And the fact that Julie's doing this to the bullet and that she's going to leave the party, even though she's supposed to be there for both her yeah. and the I appreciate the bullet. this. She's like, yeah. come on, come on. Yeah. Don't be like that. So Sandy arrives at the party after dealing with Daryl, the homeless guy from Thanksgiving, which is like <laughs> a fun callback. Right? We keep referencing him. And Kirsten expresses how this night is just so weird. And as they head to the dance floor, Frank bumps into them. And Sandy knows he recognizes this guy from somewhere. Yeah. Like he can't get it out of his mind how he knows this guy. So Julie takes off. And as we said, Caitlin tries to stop her. And she assures Caitlin that nothing's going on. I just have a headache, but please don't tell the bullet. So Caitlin says that she just misses her dad sometimes. 
And as the bullet is looking for Julie, him and Caitlin end up dancing and he teaches her the two steps. I love this. Was this not the sweetest? So heartwarming. Just adorable. The bullet. Yeah. But I like that Caitlin just agreed to do it. She's like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, let's do it. I feel badly for you. My mom just left. You have no idea where she went. Just, I really enjoyed her in this episode. I did too. And you can tell how sad and upset she is, how young she is, how she just wants father right. figure in her life i mean bullet even gives her money right like Bob, here get yourself something nice if you decide to come so simultaneously we have sandy in his office going through his files julie goes to the hotel room to meet with frank she says she's not interested in trading sex for silence good for her <laughs> yeah and I, i'm glad that she Dangerous opens that, that she even went by herself he could have killed her absolutely he says that's not what he's interested in i want info on the cohen's and so then we flash to Sandy going through Frank's record. Everything that's on it. We have domestic violence, drug charges, etc. Yeah. And as soon as Frank says that he's Ryan's father, we zoom in on the file that says Frank Atwood. Yeah. Bam. Episode ends. Bam. Whoa. You know, for the first time watching this, this was a huge shock. And I feel like yeah. you did a good job. You did not see this coming. No, not at all. Because he even says, oh, my name's Frank Perry or something yep. like that. Yep. And you almost, as the audience, forget Ryan's father could ever come about because he's in jail. We've met Dawn. It's okay. So, yeah, this really, it makes sense, like, for a TV show, like, let's just throw in the father last year. Sure, season. why not? So, it's, yeah, interesting. He's a bad dude. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. We'll see, but and creepy. Yeah. And the way he goes about everything. Like, why do you have to be so creepy? Like, obviously, if you're getting in the circles, and it's clear Sandy has looked into Ryan's files and records and know who his father is. And now it's like, well, now you're in the circle. Everyone's going to find out who you are really quick. And also to go through Julie. Julie out of all people. I guess because she's the outsider. To the Cohens. And she works with Kirsten, so here's a way to get in. Right. Like, he could have maybe asked the bullet, like, hey, do you know any information on the Cohens? Maybe he did. Yeah. But I guess Julie would be, like, the next. Right. Runner-up for information. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with all your questions and comments. New Match. Newport's exclusive dating service. Are you tired of the same dating scene? Do you want to have your last first date? It's time to meet your new match. New Match is an exclusive dating service focusing on exclusive Newport clientele. At New Match, we're here for you. Welcome back from break. Hey. If you hear background noise, that is the power wash. Nothing we can do about it at this point. <laughs> We're now in We're it. trying. Yeah. All right. We're going to start off with our trivia correspondent, Letitia underscore Dominique, our tish Last week was such a good episode and even better pod episode. It was so nice to hear Misha. I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out and enjoyed the little Misha clip as much as I did endless enjoyed. We got a lot of hits on the post today. Yeah. It was a good one. So like you said, there is a text on the wall saying, watch out for UFOs. Mm-hmm. It can be seen right before the woman in the alien costume steals their purse. Yeah. The episode title is an allusion to a 1988 film, Earth Girls Are Easy, starring Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans. Oh, wow. 
Good cast. This episode had a rating of 9.5 on TV.com and an 8 on IMDb. With three votes, Taylor is TV.com's MVP, which I agree with. The actual name of filming location of the gas station is called Four Aces, located in Palmdale, California, not Las Vegas like the show had oh, us believe. Funny. The real sign was covered up by the temporary owl sign created for the show to give it that extraterrestrial alien feel. Everything the OC did a post on it, oh, which funny. we love everything the yeah. OC, so I will post that on our Patreon. She then says, I remember when this episode first aired, I watched it live, and that ending came I was so shocked. Mm -hmm. I was 10 at the time and at the night this episode aired with the start of Christmas break for me. So I stayed up late to watch it air live at 10 p.m. That's so cute. I used to PRV the episodes and watch them while eating breakfast the next morning. Sometimes if I was at my friend's house who had the multi-channels, I would watch it eight with her older sister who was 16 at the time. It was so cool to me that this older girl let me watch TV with her. <laughs> what are the chances that Bullet, Bullet happens to know Ryan's father? Right. Like, do you think Frank somehow got himself involved in that to maybe? I think I Frank know. has no idea. You I think don't he remember. Had no idea. No, and I think. No, no, no. I I think the Bullet, Bullet. had no idea. Oh, you know, Bullet is clueless on everything. But I feel like Frank sought out oh, totally. the bullet, right? I yeah. Mean, but they, he said he's gonna he's an accountant. He's going to do their books. Yeah, I'm not sure. How did he get that role? I know. <laughs> Just knowing sketchy people, the bullet knows people. Right. I don't know. Yeah. You guys can explain, maybe. Yeah. Spencer and Julie suck as criminals, especially Spencer. Like, how do you lose your little black book? Yeah. She finds it funny that Julie has no issues running an illegal business. Not paying for the pizzas crosses the line. <laughs> so true. And then she says it felt like Ryan and Taylor's relation progressed so fast in a week. We were saying yeah. this earlier. Jess and Alicia also commented on yeah, this. Yeah, it definitely, it's, it's different than last week. The progression, as Jess said last week, like, it's nice until now, and then this week it felt just like, wow, okay, we really jumped, even though it was only a week. Because they went through a traumatic experience Maybe. together. Maybe. Yeah. In a coma together? Had, he had the revelation. Just, you know, I was thinking well, while listening to last week's episode, how we said, oh, Taylor was a, a guy in the alt-universe. I'm like, well, really, if you think about it, why could why is Taylor a guy and everything else in Ryan's life was like the same? Pretty much like the people were the same. I know. I was just like, interesting. Anyway, that was just a, like a fleeting thought I had. Like, hey, why is Taylor a guy in this alt universe? But everything else is kind of the same. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, no, I hear you. This is interesting. Yeah. So maybe like traumatic experience. Waking up in a hospital together. He healed. He healed. She healed. Internally, even though they really and truly don't even know how they did it. But they which is weird. feel better. But they just feel better. And so in order the, for both of them to feel better, they're like, oh, like we could do it together. Right. And like the progression, seem, maybe it just seems natural. Like it could happen. You know, you just feel a connection with someone and you're like, all right, well, it's good. So why ruin it? Yeah. But. And, and Ryan does flat out say, hey, what's happening with my girlfriend? Yeah. So even if he didn't mean it like that, it's still like something subconsciously that he 
said. Right. So he still views her as that. Yes. So I mean, hey, I'm into it. It's just, yeah, I could agree. Maybe a little pushed, forced. It's quick. Quick. Yeah. Thank you, Tish. Thank you. Mike on Instagram, Dell underscore Vasto. A comment about last week in regards to the Lukes and alt word. Ooh. Alt world <laughs> making fun of Seth. Excuse me. Well, if Ryan was never around, then Luke would have never seen his dad kissing the coworker at the dealership, mm. which resulted in Luke's dad coming out. And maybe none of that happened without Ryan so being there. So true. He was so, the catalyst. So true. Makes sense. Like maybe we don't that, know. Uh, Luke's dad just never came out or hasn't yet. And so Luke is still the same Luke. Right. The gay jokes are like, okay, obviously they're not, not but like, right. that's something that they just did. Yeah. Huh. Good point. Yeah. While he doesn't like them referring to Taylor as part of the core four, mm. he does like that Taylor covered for Summer and told Seth that the test was hers. It was sweet when Summer mouthed, thank you, and they grabbed each other's hand for support. I love that moment. I really love that. Great friendship moment. Totally. Question. Do you remember your reaction to finding out who Frank was? If there are any newbies listening, can they send in their reactions? Oh, please do. Please send in your Frank reactions to f- watching this for the first time. I don't specifically remember, but like I said, I was shocked and I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And they, they do a good job of not really leading up to that at all. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't remember what my first initial reaction was, but I could probably assume that I was like, oh, shit. And I love how they spliced it together of Sandy finding out, Julie finding out, and the way they, you know, edited that together. Yeah. It was a shock value. Yeah, definitely. It was really good. I like that. Suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike. Jess at Mrs. Boquist on Instagram. She feels the relationship between Caitlin and Bullet is surprisingly sweet. Yes, very. Why would Kid Chino be at an alien party? Right. The theme doesn't go. Like, superheroes and aliens are completely different genres, so... But whatever. They wanted to just, like, give a nod to, like, Atomic County, County. like, in the last season. It's yeah. been a while. I know. Funny that he was Kid Chino. Like, out of all characters we could have seen, it was just funny it was Kid Chino. Yeah. I know. Would have been awesome if it was Marissa's character. Like, someone, like, honored her and dressed up as her. That would be cute. Or if there was a pairing. Like, if he yeah. was with someone. Just, yeah, just put it out there, guys. <laughs> Jess is glad that Seth proposed before knowing the test results, but it's clear neither of them wanted to be engaged no. or get married at any time no. soon. No, it's see, I disagree. I feel like they are super young. They're not even. Oh my god, they're not they're even. They're eighteen. Oh my god, I'm thinking like they're twenty-two. No, no. they're not even. Mm-hmm. They're eighteen babies. Yeah, no, no way they could be okay with that unless I mean, there's like some other tv show that we've podcasted about that happens but it doesn't happen here no no thank you jess vic at muse check on instagram says she loved mike scoop video and suggests that tish sends some sound while doing trivia how cute just kidding no pressure oh. <laughs> we could be like yeah 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 like her forecast i know she also noticed kirsten's obsession with the ham Thank you. We talked a lot about that last week. <laughs> we did mention it a lot. <laughs> she finds it how interesting that Ryan was upset that Taylor might be pregnant and didn't tell him, but it never occurred to him that he would cheat on him, that she would cheat on him. Right. It shows he knows Taylor. Yeah. 
She felt bad for Summer, and while she's no goof king, she knows you're not supposed to wait long to see results from a pregnancy test mm. because it can give you false, false positives. Yeah. I know I was thinking that too. I'm like, we're just carrying around a pee stick in the bag right? this whole time. Ooh, really not sanitary. No. <laughs> what did you think of their gifts to each other? She didn't think Vegas was cheesy. I don't think it's cheesy. I just feel like it was super random for, I mean, this is a New Year's Eve present. And they're 18. Right? My my mom never, ever would allow shit like that to occur. Yeah, but I think it's, you know, (laughs) they're they're happy for Ryan to be having fun. He's not in high school anymore. I know. She has no parental guidance. I guess that's true. Like, I'm thinking, yeah, they're 18. They're not in high school anymore. Yeah, college, you go off and, hey, maybe your boyfriend sleeps in your dorm room. I don't know what you're saying, but, right, you know, things happen. So, okay. It's okay. And, you know, my mom brain just goes on like, uh, <gasps> absolutely not. I, I, I Listen, <laughs> I know. If anything, I would have to probably lie. You lie. Yeah, like you plan it. Or I'm going then, with friends. Right, but your parents don't make you a sandwich for the two of <laughs> you. you know? no, that just a send-off gift. Have yeah. a good night. Like, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have either of you ever been to Vegas? If yes, what did you love most? No, but I'm I'm wanting to. I really want to. I've been to Vegas twice. Once when I was 13 with my parents, and then Aunt and I made a stop on our honeymoon. And my I had two favorite things of Vegas. One, I slept really well in the Aria's beds. We were exhausted into just they had the most comfortable bed. And then two, I got drunk and bet on a penny slot because it was cat themed and i was like cat themed and it was pennies and i won 97 dollars hey, or something that's good yeah it was like 94 97 dollars a random 90 amount that was my favorite thing about vegas that's awesome <laughs> and then she has what has been your favorite new year's eve to celebrate oh my god i don't know if i have a favorite but i have some memorable ones me too that are you, know, you know what my favorite is honestly like that one year, and it's such, it's like every year that we do this, but the one year that we just literally ate to oblivion and we played Drawful like all night here. Oh my God, yeah. And then we woke up and we ate to oblivion and played Drawful until like midnight the next night. And it was just like so much fun, like just relaxing really in PJs, yeah. like eating, drinking, playing games, just with friends. It's just, that's my favorite New Year's, eating and drinking. <laughs> Anything revolving around food. Eating and drinking in the comfort of your home. Yeah. In comfortable clothes. You don't clothes. have to leave. Yeah. You don't have to travel. You don't have to like get dressed up, put jeans on when your fat roll's like hanging over. Uh-uh. Like, no, I want to like relax. Especially after the holidays where you've just been God, eating for a week. No, you feel like so disgusting. Yeah. Onesies and yes. good food. Yeah. For a long time, like growing up, I always felt like New Year's was so super depressing I still feel like in a way it is sort of depressing, but also it's happy too because you're like refresh, restart, whatever. But it just, I don't know. It's not my favorite holiday. No, me neither. I'll say that. No. Thank you. Yeah. Alicia at AAW3115 comments from last week. Her thoughts of the Coens getting a divorce. Because we talked about this. How did this happen? She says at the point of TJ, Julie and Jimmy were already getting divorced, and that's mm-hmm. what drove the OD. Right. She thinks Jimmy relied too much on Kirsten, and that drove a wedge between Sandy and her. However, the whole Sandy marrying Julie is out of place. Oh, no, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. 
She also mentions how we spoke with Jess on the regression in of the show in the terms of the gay culture. Yeah. And she completely agrees. Especially with Caitlin and the Lukes, it's been really cringy. Super cringy. Like, more so than ever before. I know. And as Jess said, they were ahead of things with Luke's dad coming out, and then Alex and Marissa in season two. And then in season four, there's so many inappropriate things said. Even in this episode, when Caitlin is taking and talking to the bullet about the Saudi princes, she said she wouldn't want to wear the clan outfit. Mm. Yikes. I didn't even catch that, but that's cringe as hell. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. It's just not. Why? 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 Yeah. Why do we add that? And I know she made a comment to you about what was the network like in 2006 mm. to have comments like this. Right. You know, she says Ryan and Taylor are really cute in this episode and she appreciates how she isn't afraid to call him out when he's not communicating. Yes, appreciate that. Where Marissa too. never did that. Yeah, she didn't actually. Like, not right away, at least. Yeah, right. They would both, like, marinate. And then towards the end of their relationship with, like, the Johnny stuff and the tree stuff. Like, zero communication there. So, yeah, it's it's refreshing to see, say, like, have a relationship where you can just automatically say, like, no, you're wrong or whatever. So, yeah. A couple of questions. Why do you think we never allude to Ryan ever communicating with his mom? Like we see him, like we never see him getting off the phone with her or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, they never show any contact with her or it's mention only it. Like when she comes into the episode, which are very far and few between. So, yeah, yeah. And I wonder during this whole Frank thing if we ever get a mention of Dawn. I feel like they probably won't mention her. I really don't remember. I know. I'm sure you don't because why? Yeah. I feel like why would they? But also like why wouldn't you? That's the mother. Yeah. 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 Poor Dawn. (laughs) What did you think of how Seth handled the pregnancy test scare? Do you think Summer overreacted? Why do you think he proposed to Summer? And then she continues. Mm. She thought the whole scenario was very realistic and very much of how an 18 or 19 year old would react. I agree with that 100%. High fives. We're not having a baby. Wait, let's just get married. Wait, no baby. Do we really want to get married? She thought it was very much how teenagers would act, but not sure how many teenagers would propose at such a young age. Also feels like this was very popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. Boy Meets World, Saved by the Bell, Twilight, all these young people getting engaged and married, even though when she was a teen, teen, furthest thing from her mind. Totally. And she thinks, do you think Seth did the right thing? What would you want your boyfriend to oh do? Oh my god, <laughs> so many hypotheticals. So there, okay, but. well, first, I think Seth handled it realistically. Same. I think there was no other way Seth was going to handle that. And you know what? Honestly, I hate to sound like if it's going to come off insensitive, but maybe at that time I would have high fived my boyfriend. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God it's not ours. I don't right. know if it was my best friend. I would have done that, but. In private? Right. Totally. Be, it, like, let's just say it was one of your friends and now she's going through a hard yeah. time and you're like, maybe not insensitive that way. But like later on, like, oh, shit, thank God. It thank God us. it wasn't <laughs> us. Yeah. Right. And I don't think Summer overreacted because that's very scary to go through. Right. And especially now you're you're heightened because when you, your pregnancy test is gone, you don't know if you're going to be pregnant. Your best friend is covering for you at the time. She's kind of her best girlfriend at this point. Right, at this point. Yeah. 
And I think he proposed because Ryan got in his head a little bit of like, of course I want to be with her. It's kind of a spiral moment. This is what you do. Yeah. I was more surprised to see the proposal, but it does make sense in a child, excuse me, in a childish way. Mm -hmm. That's how a child would think, okay, well that's the next step is like, Hey, let's just get married. If we're going to have a baby, let's just do it. And then immediately finding out, no, we're not pregnant and saying like, Oh shit what do we do now? It's really awkward if one of us says like, hey, we probably shouldn't do it yet because right. you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Exactly. It's going to be a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms of what I would want my boyfriend to do, I would just want him to be there for me, yeah, but don't I would, propose. Don't propose. I would have said no. Yeah, I would have been like, no, dude, way too soon. We're way too young. We'll Let's handle this. Let's just find out this first. Love and appreciate how much you love and appreciate me. <laughs> Don't need to do this just yet. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. We had an email from our girl Jillian Delance. She says it's cool of Taylor to cover for summer, especially when she was making a big deal out of the bag in front of the guys. Yeah. But it's such a contrived plot device. Miscommunication mm-hmm. plots are only good when they're A, accidental, B, an alternative motive. In this case, it just slows the discord and has for no apparent reason. Yeah, like that's what the... F- focus of the entire episode was about truly and i feel like and i didn't even remember that it wasn't the entire episode that this happens i had no recollection because really it doesn't change the plot i know i know anyone so so true yeah i agree she says she bought a jamaican me crazy t-shirt at delia's after this episode it's funny because it's not funny right as seth says yeah and then she says the smile like you mean it cover is so good Mm -hmm. thank you joey Thanks, Jillian. Music in this episode, we had John Digweed, Tolly Hall, Dogzilla, and Henry Mancini. Mm-hmm. All right. Some fashion? Yes. I liked Ryan's olive green corduroy button-down shirt. Looking good. So for fashion this week, I only have two picks. Oh, I don't have, yeah, I guess I don't have that Which many. is Julie's black New Year's Eve dress. Oh, my God. She looks stunning. Gorgeous. Amazing. And I like Kudos liked, to, well, I guess Caitlin helped him. And the bullet, too. <laughs> yeah. And Kirsten's New Year's Eve dress I liked. Yeah, I like that, too. I also really liked Julie's black turtleneck with yeah. the lace. Gorgeous. And then Kirsten also had, like, a turtleneck. Yeah. It's like, oh, you guys are like And twins. the bullet made a comment of, let's get you out of that pilgrim outfit. <laughs> always putting his foot in his mouth Uh, i liked caitlin's skull scarf very cute very caitlin yeah i feel like i would have liked something like that maybe in high school at this point and i also liked just a kid chino outfit oh it's perfect yeah and summer sparkly eyeshadow yes and taylor's lingerie oh of -hmm. course Mm -hmm. taylor i love her confidence i love that she goes to buy this and and also 18 years old to be that confident with your sexuality is huge. Yeah. And in not a slutty way. Right. And it's funny because I feel like they keep making reference to that. Like I'm not a whore. I'm not a slut. Right. And which, I mean, the fact that she has to say that, I, know. I feel like the times now are completely different, but I understand like, Hey, I'm with someone. We're getting serious. I'm not a whore. Like I'm with you, so right. don't get any ideas in my he- in your head. Yeah, I know. So like, as much as she is confident in that, she still has to make a mention. Like, hey, 
I'm not that slutty, sh- though. Right. You know? I just like how she's confident with her partner. I do. Me too. Yeah. Uh, some quotes? I have... Well, do you think I'm a whore? Uh, last coffee of 06. I also had that. Oh, like, no, man. I had stream of urine summer. What? Jamaican, Jamaican it up as we go. <laughs> Follow that alien. She stole my purse. Mm-hmm. Are you absolutely positive you haven't had sex with Taylor yet? We need an emergency evacuation. Okay. Kate Land. Oh, yeah. That made me laugh, too. <laughs> Cohen's are natural sandwich artists. Should we hug again? Latex smells funny. So do diapers. That was my Taylorism. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, well, so do diapers. Yeah. That part was, yeah. cracked me up. Um, I then had, I'm Ryan's father. Uh, Kiki, do you ever feel invincible? Julie, oh my God. And then when the alien was hooking up with that random guy. Yeah. So th- his name was Zerk Nong. Mm-hmm. What's my name? Zerknong. Spell it. Spell it. Z U E O Z E R K N hyphen hyphen N O N G. Made me laugh. I had that to look this ridiculous. up. I'm like, geez, they can't even get it on. You got to spell the name. Right. All right. So your Taylorism. Taylor. Taylor. Ah, that Taylor. Well, what about condoms? Latex smells funny. So do diapers. Taylor. What? That was mine. I like this set. Portion. Latex smells funny, and then she says, "Well, so do diapers." My Taylorism. So you don't think I'm a whore? No, no, no. Of course not. Good, because I'm not. Unless, of course, you want me to be. The fact that Seth and Summer don't use condoms ever. Is it an ever thing or they just don't ever, they just don't do it? Yeah, because that was discussed in the episode yeah. how she... Latex d- smells weird and she doesn't like it. And, and she doesn't want to be on birth control. And she doesn't want to be on birth control because like hormones. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Then you don't prevent pregnancy. Are they just pulling out? <laughs> That's a silly way to prevent pregnancy. That's just my opinion. But what do I know? And I feel... <laughs> I lock the shit double. So. Uh, totally. 100%. Yeah. I feel that maybe they were using protection and, and now then just eventually stop. And the whole scare thing too was that it was that time when he came to visit. Right. Like she knew when it was. So maybe it was like a once Well the one time. One time. Which hey, can happen just one time. As Mrs. Kim tells you, it can happen just one, one time and that's enough. Time. And that's But if that's the case, she did say it was when he came to visit. Right. So how many weeks ago was that? Three weeks? It was Thanksgiving and well, three, no, three no, 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 not Thanksgiving after that. It was after, after Thanksgiving when she was like doing all the activism. Thing yeah. Yeah. With the presentation. Right. Well, she got kicked out and then right. we had Chris Maca. Is that the, the timeline? So that's two weeks potentially. I mean, so we're maybe, really, I know we're really trying to make this here. sense in the OC realm. Right. But they haven't had sex since. I guess not. Or maybe it would be too soon for her to like calculate. Maybe. Like, oh, it's too soon. That wouldn't make sense for that time. Maybe. Right. 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 Well, hmm. I, I don't know. Details. 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 <laughs> details. details. <laughs> for the smile counter. You know, I kind of forgot about the smile counter. No worries. Counter we can retire this. it. 
I got five, Vic got seven. So oh, nice. You know. It's not that I forgot. It's just as watching, he's just so much lighter in these yeah. episodes. So like the entire time is almost a smile counter for me. So by the time I remembered, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't catch any. And then like it was kind of like, well, he was just happier the whole time. So. Yeah. I'll be in charge of the smile counter. Okay. If you want. Sorry. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> it's, I'm, it's another thing to look for. Right. And, uh, it's another it's segment. Another thing, another thing for you to add up. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing for you to edit. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Uh, MVP and shittiest. I think you're going to be surprised in my MVP. I was surprised. Oh. I don't think you'll be surprised with mine. No, I don't. I don't think so. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one, Taylor. Caitlin. I picked Cute. Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin. But I would have picked Taylor. Just yeah. some reason, watching the episode, and the more I watched Caitlin, I was like, you know what? I really like her in this episode. She wasn't really her, like, teenage self. Like, she was admitting, I'm, I miss my dad. He's not around. Accepting that bullet is coming into her life. Accepting that her mother <laughs> is doing whatever her mother does. And she was going to tell her off, like, hey, mom, don't do that. It's not right. Yeah. I just like that. And she felt bad for a bullet. She stayed around. She could have left. She but stuck around for him, did the two-step, you know. She sweet. didn't feel bad in a in a pity way. No, it wasn't pity. Like, oh. I actually kind of like you. Nice. Yeah, he takes care of me. He likes my mom. Yeah. So sad. It is really sad. You know? But I understand Taylor. Makes yeah, sense. I chose Taylor just for how good of a friend she was to Summer in this episode. And I love excuse me, how when they're in the car and they're talking about New Year's, she's like, everyone gets a fresh start in the new year. Yeah, like, you're fine. We're going to be okay. Yeah, because she was saying, like, Taylor, it's, it's not 2007 yet. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And so that summer had in her head, like, can't turn 2007 without me knowing if I'm pregnant or not. But of course, she didn't find out until after 2007. Right. What an awkward New Year's. Like, everyone's counting down. And I'm like trying to put myself in that position like, oh, man, like everyone's like going happy new year. And you're like not even paying attention. You're not even like absorbing the moment. You're like running out of this club. Just interesting. Yeah. Vic, Jess and Alicia all chose Taylor. Jillian chose the bullet. The bullet. Bye. And she felt that no one else stood up in this episode. But bullet was really sweet. Yes, he because was. Of how he was with Caitlin. Yeah. He really was. And I always. He was. Enjoy the bullet and Caitlin together and how much he is. He's there for Caitlin. Yeah. Agreed. Shittiest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I went back and forth with mine. I put a question mark. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> if I meant it, but we'll see. <laughs> I think I'm going to combine mine. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Mm-hmm. Three, Three, two, one. Julie. Okay. So I did Julie Seth. Yeah. I have Julie question mark. I was like, she kept this secret still. This is your business. If you're not open and honest with your partner, you're withholding money. Like, it's shady shit. It's not okay. And I just didn't like that about her. That's how I felt about Julia as well. And with Seth, not even how he reacted. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I felt that was realistic. I just feel that we've been writing him so well. Yeah. He just had a moment of And then this episode felt very immature. And mm-hmm. I'm like, was it, is it because it's always inside of him and he can be mature when it steps up to the plate? Which he can. Right. And proven so, wise. Like, stepping up to the plate in this scenario was him, I guess, like, saying, let's get 
engaged. Yeah. But also, like, if you were mature in your thoughts and level-headed, maybe that's not the best scenario for you guys. Like, let's talk about it. I'll be there for you. Let's talk about it first. Hey, let's just find out even if you are. But just know, I love you. I'm willing to do this if that's something you wanted to do. How Ryan would handle it. Yeah. And how Ryan handled it with Teresa. Yeah, he d- he stepped up. He's like, hey, I'll be there for you. He, he didn't, didn't say, hey, let me get, in- no. let's get married. No. <laughs> and he was much younger. I mean, like a year or two. But <laughs> right, right at, when you think about it, like, oh, he was only 17. But <laughs> I know. Or 16, maybe. I know. No, the, I don't even their know. Their timeline's it's not so right. Off. It's so off. Yeah, it would have to be 16, even though yes. I'm pretty sure that's not right. Right. I know. Details, shmeetails. Totally. Okay. Is that time of the week? Sure. We could do patron of the week. It's patron of the it's week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. This week, I chose someone who also was in a joint patron of the week at one point a, a few weeks back, but I wanted to honor her especially this week, Lisa. Lisa! And I named her... Lisa DeLove. Oh, because her last so name is Delore. And so I feel like it's like Delilah. And uh, I don't know if you Delilah. guys have that. <laughs> I think it's just a Long Island thing. But there's this advice woman, Delilah, and she's on like, she talks really low. The she gives the most device. soothing voice. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. But it's like Delilah. <laughs> but we wanted to say thank you, Lisa, for sticking around. You're always sending your questions and comments for both podcasts, which we really appreciate. She's a newbie on Gossip Girl. So the fact that she sends her predictions to Michelle so they can compare and each week always tells us who Gossip Girl is or who she thinks it is. And she's just been very um, active on Patreon. We just want to say thank you and that we see you. And we are happy to have you. Thanks, Lisa. Lisa. De love you. <laughs> De love you. I crack myself up. That's, I really do. It's very funny. That's very, very funny. I love it. Okay, let's see. Mm. Are you ready? Yes. We're now more than halfway I done know, with this I don't want to think about it. It's sad. It's really sad. But here's your haiku for season four, episode nine. The My Two Dads. A game is now played and there's tension between dads. Who will end on top? I feel like we can go really literal with the title, like my two dads. Like Ryan right now has two dads, Sandy and Frank, even though obviously Frank is a biological father. But Sandy is truly the only father figure that's ever made a difference in his life. So I feel like we can go really literal, literal again, guys. No, from week to week, it is fresh fresh meat, fresh eyes, because I truly don't remember a lot that happens. Like, I remember some things with Frank, but very surface, like, I feel like I have a bad feeling about him. I don't really remember why that is. I mean, obviously, he's an ex-con. Can't, things aren't great, look looking great for him. So, that could be him and Sandy kind of versing each other. I'm excited for Ryan to see his dad. I'm assuming we get that next week. Um, the reaction. The reaction of like, oh, shit, dad's out of jail. He's here. And people now know that this is my dad. And it looks like he's staying for a while at least. So he's going to be stirring up some shit. <sighs> I'm not looking forward to it. What do you think is happening with Seth and Summer? Oh, I feel like, like I said before, again, I don't remember. But 
I really could see it like, oh, we're going to act really awkward in front of each other because neither one of them wants to hurt the other's feelings, saying, like, we probably shouldn't get married. This is so incredibly typical of them. And they're going to be so, like, sketchy at all times during the episode. Taylor's going to say something to... uh, Summer's going to say stuff to Taylor and vice versa with Ryan and Seth. And like maybe Ryan and Taylor kind of have to like talk them off the ledge because this is just doesn't make any sense. Like maybe like Summer will talk to Ryan and Taylor will talk to Seth and like a different perspective, like male versus female. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> going off whatever. I like where your head's at. coming to my head, but mm-hmm. I think they're just going to be super awkward with each other which I can totally see, which would make so much sense for them. I would be surprised if they did it any other way. You know what would be more shocking to me if they completely went into the next episode like, yeah, we decided not to get married. Like, they completely summed it up with, like, the first minute and then the rest of the episode, Michelle's nodding her head, no. Uh, Like, the rest of the episode, there's something else going on with them. But no, if I know this show, which I think I do. And you know Sethamer. And I know Sethamer and... They are sometimes extremely painful for me to watch. So yeah. uh, I see it going the way I predicted. So You did good. Thank you. You did well. You'll see when you watch see, and you'll be like, oh. Yeah. Like okay. the claws come out though. Like Kiki and Sandy, like that's no, that's my kid now. Don't mess with it. Like they've been very accepting and cordial with Dawn. Well, yeah. Because she really, as much as she maybe wasn't the greatest mother, she was never malicious she was never she understood that Ryan was in a better place here. It seems as though Frank is like, I want to know what you've been doing with my son. Like doesn't appreciate the fact that he was on his own. His brother got arrested. His brother shot, you know, got shot like he didn't know any. I mean, he probably does. But I feel like he's like very territorial where Dawn's like accepting of them. Well, it's also it's hard to trust Frank with his record and right. the way he's going about this. Right. Super sketch. Yeah. I can't wait to talk in After Dark because I do have some, like, sort of questions, questions? to remind myself of the Frank situation. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, stay after the credits. We're After Dark. If you're new here, that's where we talk spoilers. We have a couple of questions and comments from our listeners who also want to talk spoilers with yeah. us. Which is a fun segment. That leads us to the end of the episode for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent in uh, your questions and comments. We so appreciate it. We love hearing from you. As you can see, the bulk of this show is you guys sending in your thoughts every week. It's the best part. It's the best part. We absolutely love it. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, please consider leaving us a review. Five stars is best we actually got a new review so i'd like to read that from cvd underscore 13 they rated us five stars great chemistry i've been an og oc fan but recently found this podcast the office the authenticity sets them apart from other podcasts keep it up thank you thank you so much so sweet i also (laughs) want to say so Liz and i and after dark have been suggesting that you send us emojis yes (laughs) so we got a couple this week which i appreciate and some people wrote how they felt seen and uh, because i called them out and saying hey we know you're here send us which made me laugh so no pressure (laughs) i was like oh no i hope we don't come up like an asshole we just want to know that you guys are listening and plus it's fun to get little emojis yeah 
It is fun. We yeah. used to do that back in like the Tree Hill Talk days. I know. I it's know. Just, it's a little nugget. It's a little you don't nugget. You have to do it every week. It's just fun whenever. Yeah. But, you know, when we get it, we absolutely love seeing it. Yeah. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next week for season four, episode nine. The My Two Dads. My Two Dads. The My, my Two, two dads. dads. I was like, wait, is this right? And as I'm, I'm like, no, it's actually The My Two Dads. Is My Two Dads a sh- movie? I don't know. I'll have to find out next week. <laughs> I guess so. After Dark. After Dark. After dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right. After dark. After dark. Do you want to say your questions? I just don't. I, I don't remember what happens with Frank. I don't know when he just starts dating Julie. I mean, we have to assume that the bullet and Julie are never going to, like, consummate. They're never going to do any of that. So I think they get pretty close, though. They do? Yeah. I guess because she sees him softening and to sweet. Kate, and it's for Caitlin, Caitlin, but she actually has no feelings for him. Okay, so, see, I, that's so typical Julie. I, I saw that this coming the entire time. Like, she definitely is not into him. But making him believe, or not making him believe, but not correcting him when he's like, you're my girlfriend, you're my girlfriend. Yeah. So I don't know how she lets him down. But I feel like Frank swoops. Oh, you know, we said last week it was they don't really date until it's like the finale episode. And that's when we find out she's pregnant well, right, or something. No, no, I don't remember how this goes down, but they I think it's they a secret. Date. Oh, and they fall for each other. <laughs> It's just awkward. That's like, why did we have to do that? Yeah. Not necessary for the plot. I get like for funsies, but also we could have had anyone else. But yeah, uh, yeah, I really, Frank, he's like a mystery to me. I feel like if you obviously go two ways, like he could stay kind of evil. And like, that's why Julie kind of likes it because she's also sort of evil. Or he could be like, you know what? No, I'm going to redeem myself. I don't remember. I don't. So on Frank, Mike says that he likes the budding friendship between Caitlin and the bullet that is starting in this episode. Mm -hmm. He can't wait for the future episode where Caitlin is team bullet and Ryan and Taylor are team Frank. And they have a competition on who Julie will date. (gasps) I don't remember that at all. And he says this is another episode he enjoys in season four. Okay. And then continuing with Frank, Jillian says that she hates Frank. He's creepy from the get-go. He starts his relationship with everyone from a place of lies. Right. That's true. She really doesn't like that we come to his redemption at all in his arc. I changed at prison. Mm. And she says she would only buy that if we saw the character growth. Okay. Like so saw it as we get, like we only see the end result. Right. Like we, we don't know what he was. I mean, we can assume what he was like prior to meeting him because of his record and the way Ryan grew up, but. Yeah, I don't really, I guess it would make sense that as he comes back, he's that's why he wants to have a really, like, all the things he's doing, even though they're based on lies, is, like, to get to know his son. I, I get it. sure. I get it. And I know? said this last week, or I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'm sure the people will come back, 
that he's lying that he's sick. Mm. And I'm, oh man. Wait, no, no one brought it to your the No one brought it to week. the attention. So I'm like, am I right on that? Maybe or am I just making that? I know. <laughs> anyway, continuing, Jillian also asks, why did they include Ryan clarifying that they wouldn't go all the way when Taylor is showing off her sexy mm. lingerie? Yeah, because I didn't really, I thought it was clear. Taylor says to Ryan, like, we're not doing that because she was afraid, like, that she would get, not pregnant, but, you know, it was all too much for her to handle when Summer found out she could potentially be pregnant. So I remember Taylor being like, we're not doing it. So maybe he was just, like, respecting that. Like, oh, we can definitely take it slower because... Right. She says she doesn't recall a big deal being made about the first time Ryan and Taylor do it, so it's weird that they had Mm. to specify it. Do your thing, Ryan. Enjoy yourself. Right. (laughs) Vic said that Holly was the person she was referring to when an old character comes back. Oh, okay. And then, how do you think the story would have changed if Summer was pregnant? Oh, my God. (laughs) So many things. So many things. I mean, I I just can't picture Seth and Summer being parents. Parents. (laughs) And I know it changes you. And, again, Seth loves Summer and Summer loves Seth, so they would make it work. Yeah, I I don't know. It's really hard, right? To, I can't even picture it. Right. Or, like, we can go really political and say, what if she was like, hey, I want to have an abortion. Ooh. Yep. So I could see them doing, I mean, hey, this is 2007. Right. <laughs> so I could see maybe something of the sort happening there, but. They're, they're children to me. I can't picture them having their own baby. Yeah. I think Sandy and Kirsten would be very supportive. I think they would. I think they would be absolutely furious in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and then as hopefully most parents do, they help their child. And well, look say, how they were with Ryan. But Right. But that's, I mean, yes, that's their kid. But also like that was like their kid for a year at that point so do we parent him i know it's he's yeah like our kids are sexually active so and they know and they know that just be careful and i mean sandy does say a point when he was like just be careful he says it when they were when he was packing the sandwiches and stuff right yes so he knows that boys he knows who they're dating. Yeah. I always say, too, like, parents of boys, I feel like, are different Easier. than parents of girls. And Maybe it's just my experience. Yeah. And it, for sure. And really, Taylor has no parental guidance at this no, point. No, neither does Summer. Right. Right. These <laughs> girls are parenting Julie. themselves. Julie is and now right, and Julie, their and mother. And now Julie is so preoccupied with getting that done and she's also quite selfish in her romantic interests so i mean it's just it's caitlin taylor and summer out for themselves really at this point no dad figure except for the bullet it'd be nice if the bullet like parented summer and taylor in there too like oh yeah right or like the cohen's just kind of well i think they have this big not big, but they have a support system of the parents because Taylor yeah. has gone to Kirsten. She helped she her has. with Veronica. And Julie is now there for summer. 
Summer and Kirsten, I would like more moments with them together. Yeah. We don't really get and that. It's true because I don't see them as like that's the parent of my boyfriend. No, me neither. You know how like that's always a different relationship. Maybe things are different when you're around them. And so they they never really interact on the show, which is sad. And when they do, I for totally forget that that's the girlfriend. Yeah. And that's the mom. I mean, I, like, yeah, I think of Sandy because they've had more interactions. Right, they have. But not Kirsten. No. It would be nice. No. If we weren't dealing with this pregnancy storyline and then led to the engagement storyline, which this was going to go into the next mm-hmm. episode, what do you think we sh- they should have given Seth and Seth Summer? Seth and Summer. Right now they have nothing. And we talked about this last week yeah. a little bit too, is what do you give them to make them interesting? I don't know. It's I tough. feel like for me, maybe them breaking up in high school and going into college maybe a little bit longer than we come back where they find each other. A li- yeah, a little bit more matured and like he didn't go to RISD because she was going to Brown, like something where maybe they went to colleges on the opposite sides or whatever it is. And then later on, now they're having like more adult problems where like now they just seem i hate to say it though like they seem just so stale like from uh, like from (laughs) season one like season one they're like okay it's fresh and new summer doesn't even think she likes seth he's a nerd he's lame and then all of a sudden she really likes him which is great and then they just well for me have always had these so had the atomic county and zach situation yeah all of their situations are on a scale of like Marissa and Ryan drama, just childish compared to that. So it's hard for me to think of their relationship as a whole and be like, what can we do to make it different? Like it's always been the same for me. So, and it's sad for me to say that because I feel like first time watching it, I enjoyed them. I still enjoy them. And it's not that I don't enjoy them. It's just like, I don't, I don't get excited anymore. It's also hard too because you know, they're end game. And I know they're end game. So it's like, I don't worry about them. Right. Like this whole, and again, I'm obviously rewatching. You don't worry as much, even though watching like Ryan and Marissa. They're not going to break them up again. You know, like there's nothing. There's, you know. There's questions and stuff, but yeah. I just, you know, they're endgame. You enjoy them for who they are. So maybe they're supposed to just be who they, this is it. Right. That's, and they're okay with that. Yeah. And the, and the audience should be okay with that. Just, but I think the audience kind they of They do, is. because I feel like, are they like the biggest ship on the show? I mean, they're the, the OG endgame. Yeah. I mean, besides Kirsten and Sandy, but. Yeah, but from a younger audience the couple it was seth and summer ryan marissa yeah and you either you chose you chose and that was it even though i rooted for both because the show i feel like is very it's not like one against the other Mm -hmm. i don't know but seth and summer they were endgame they were the couple because sometimes on shows you have multiple endgames yeah you do multiple Mm -hmm. this is like the one teenage couple where you're like wow right from like she fell for him. high school and they lasted pretty much all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's very it's very rare that you have that those like high school sweethearts that stay like together. Your sister. Like my sister. And I feel like I have seen that in the past where they are high school sweethearts, like regardless of who it is. And like because they get together so young, they just kind of evolve and keep going, keep going. 
And that's why they work so many years later. Whereas if you meet someone later in your life, you both are kind of like different and you kind of have to come together. So that's I, I, like been a thing in my life where I've seen people who have been married 50 years. Like, oh, we met in high school. I'm like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> Blasphemy. So, Blasphemy. 50 years. But yeah, so it's nice to see that they are end game. I just wish they gave them a little spice. Just a little little something. But again, I don't even know what that would be. I truly don't. I know. So that, like, to them, yeah, the pregnancy thing, that's a little spice. But 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 for a couple that's been together for so long, this is something that they probably should have happened. Because in every long-term relationship, you do go through, whether you take a test or not, you're like, oh, my God, I'm late. Right. Like, I think that's super relatable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, it is relatable. I feel like we just went like around uh-huh. a circle just and solved nothing of just, oh, no, this is just Seth and Mer and this is this, who they are. Right. It's just who they are. And we love them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have anything else? Mm, no, I don't think so. Again, I don't really truly from this moment on don't remember anything that's happening. Very tiny flashes of maybe. Frank trying to get into Ryan's life again. And then, like, when I say, like, that's all I predict is Frank trying to get into well, Ryan's can, life I again. I mean, it's pretty easy to predict that. Yeah, you know exactly. it's going to happen. I think I know this show so well that if I either I'm remembering it how it's supposed to be or I'm remember I'm visioning it how I think it's going to go. So either way, I feel like it's going the way I'm thinking it's going to go. So... <laughs> Yeah, and that was a hot mess of a sentence, but... I got you. Yeah. Like, I can predict, or it could be right. It could be what happens, because I know the show so well at this point. I mean, we discuss it every single week into full full detail. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you've made it this far, send us an alien. Oh, yeah, the alien emoji. Because I think that's very fitting. Cute. And we'll see what we get. No pressure, guys. No pressure. Please, no pressure. We're Didn't not mean to call you out. <laughs> Didn't mean you to feel seen. So sorry about that. But thank you for those who reached out. Yeah. Yeah. We know that you're you're sticking around till the end. Exactly. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.